You're listening to Eurovision Weekly. Listen live on Belfield FM Thursdays at 7 p.m. or listen whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. Eurovision Weekly. I love that song. <laughs> I'm bopping to it every week. I'm like, it's my favorite part of the show. Just open just it up, intro. like, yeah, let's go. It's really hyped for it. So, yeah. Like, Connor always plays really mellow music when we come in here. Like, there's a bit of Dermot Kennedy there. And I was like, really, you know, go on. It's Adele, Dermot Kennedy, a bit of everything. Oh, it's Adele. My God. A bit of everything. Got to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to Eurovision Weekly. We are back for another week Woo-hoo! of madness. It's it's flying in there. We're only a couple of weeks away from the deadline for song submission for 2022. Oh it's flying in. I flying I'm so in. excited. We have a great lineup today with them. Mm-hmm. Some of Australia's top favourites for their uh, Australia's... I was going to say Australia's Got Talent. Australia Decides. Sorry, <laughs> we were saying they have all these like shows. All these, sh- all these contestants as well are coming from all these mm-hmm. shows that we were yeah. listing them all also, off earlier. Also Finland as well, uh, UMK, some of the top favourites for them. They'll be deciding very soon. So I actually like a few of them. I'm, I'm hoping this. We also have a very special interview, mm-hmm. which Connor did at like the crack of dawn this it was morning. like 5.30 this morning. Fair play. Which was really, I was really, like, really you could do that. <laughs> I'm yeah. not getting up for that. <laughs> we'll be speaking with Danny uh, from Eurovision Hall and uh, also from our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And she's a big Eurovision fan and I know a lot of people will know her as well. Big Eurovision um figure in mm-hmm. the fandom yeah. so it interesting a, it was an amazing to... interview it's um exactly and of course we want to hear from you as mm-hmm. usual there are ways for you to do that you can get in touch with us on twitter at euroweekly ucd instagram at eurovision weekly and you can email us eurovision weekly at gmail.com and also you can voice message us if you wish as well oh, we true. are we are here and welcoming your yeah. we should actually try use the phone sometimes if anyone wants to call yeah, me yeah if you want to try but i wouldn't know <laughs> i'd be like hello yeah okay <laughs> we tried doing it just the two of us once and it was like yeah we were trying to work it ourselves but the, the, yeah there was no there was no use in that <laughs> okay. so if you give us give us a call let us know what you think but should we kick things off i think we should let's see what was she what was she so I was gonna say that. it's like what will she do? <laughs> what will she do? What shall we play? There we We're go. gonna kick it off with Australia decide. So that mm-hmm. is of course taking place on Saturday mm-hmm. um at uh, nine thirty Irish time, ten thirty Eastern or like Central European time and also half eight it's like seven thirty, five thirty, it's all different spaces in Australia, but yeah. Nine thirty in Ireland for people who want to watch and get up um, the crack of dawn, eat yeah. your breakfast, watch a bit of Australia decide. Usually Australians oh, have to watch Really early in the morning, and now we have to watch really, really oh early God. in the morning. I so completely forgot that. Turning the tables. Oh okay, that's fair. Turning yeah. the tables. Anyways. I think before we get into the songs, it's probably best to hear why Australia are in the contest. Yes. Probably be best. So, no better person to talk to than Danny from Eurovision mm-hmm. Hub and from her podcast as well. Uh, we spoke earlier this morning. Very, very early. Very, 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 early. very early. More Too th- early. Before the birds were up, even. <laughs> yeah, literally. But you can hear my voice is very, very Car's much having a bad head. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. But uh, yes, of course, you can find her on her podcast, We Machine Podcast, and as a reactor in your vision hub. But earlier this morning, I spoke to Danny Tregoning, um, live from the Gold Coast in Australia, ahead of Eurovision um, Australia Decides on Saturday night. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eurovision Weekly. Now, I am delighted to be joined by a very, very special guest. She is a fan fave in the Eurovision community. You can find her on the podcast, Wind Machine Podcast, and as a reactor on Eurovision Hub. I'm delighted to be joined now to discuss all things Australia with Danny Tregdogging. How are you, Danny? Hello! Hello, Connor. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing? Very exciting times ahead it, this weekend. A very exciting times. Uh, currently coming to you live from the Gold Coast, and it's very humid. And it's very overcast and it's going to rain all day and all weekend. 
But um, really, really excited to see uh, all the staging and seeing everyone live and, of course, catching up with friends because that's a huge part of this weekend. Mm, Definitely, definitely. So you're there at the Gold Coast, obviously, and for people that are living under a rock, Australia decides will be taking place this weekend. How are you feeling about it? It's obviously going to be the first time that um, Australia decides has taken part in a couple of years now. Are you nervous, yeah. excited? Are you kind of glad to have the public back in choosing Australia's entry again? Or All of the above. Uh, mm-hmm. My actual last trip on a plane was here for Australia Decides 2020. And I distinctly remember sitting down and having a lunch with, uh, with some family, actually. I've got family that live up here on the Gold Coast. And we were like, what do you think about this virus? Oh, no, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and then two little years did later, we know. we're back. And, yeah, little did we know. But it's, um, I'm really excited it's back. I think it's a really, really good way to showcase a lot of Australian talent. And also there's many different flavours in this lineup this year, which I think is really, really good. And just, you know, the the social aspect of it, it's great for the tourism up here and, you know, they're desperate for tourists here because no one's been travelling. But I'm just really, really excited to see what kind of show we have in store. You know, for the casual listener, people often are, why is Australia in Eurovision? Why are Australia competing in Eurovision? But there's a big history with Eurovision in Australia. So can you explain just how big it is down under and um, why you think Aussies love it so much and how did you get into it yourself? Well, the quick the quick history of uh, Australia and Eurovision is uh, SBS has been showing the contest since uh, 1983 and before we had our own commentators and stuff, we just used to, you know, take the BBC feed and it used to be uh, replayed on the Sunday night. So there was no live or anything back then. And basically, I think Australia's really big on anything that's competitive, anything that's political. And anything that's got sort of an interesting aspect to it, and I think Eurovision does all of that. Mm-hmm. So when when there was sort of, you know, sort of petitions by SBS, our host broadcaster, to, you know, can we join, can we join, can we join? And then, of course, you know, eventually joining as, you know, a special guest in 2015 was absolutely huge here. Like I... I've been watching uh, Eurovision since, well, my first proper all the way through was uh, 2007, which I hold very dear to my heart, that contest, even though it had the semi-final of Doom. (laughs) But it's, it's really become much bigger now, and I think... A lot of people that I've met through the fandom have, you know, sort of latched on to Eurovision since we've been in it. And, of course, you know, we had the Dami Army aspect and all of that stuff because Dami Army is massive here. Mm. So I think it's just something that we just appreciate and it's a little bit different and we all have a wicked sense of humour here, so we get a lot of the jokes. Australia just enjoys it because 
there is such a such a huge coming together of all different countries and stuff like that. Like we're sports mad here. Like mm. we've just gone through <laughs> the Olympics and then we've had the Winter Olympics and then, of course, we've got the Paralympics. Well, we're having the Winter Paralympics coming up. And, of course, that is huge here. Yeah. But also, too, we've got to remember with Australia, we've got a huge uh, European diaspora. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I'm first generation Australian on one side. My mother is actually from the UK. My dad is Australian. So there's also that thing too. Like, you know, don't forget Melbourne has the largest Greek community outside of Athens. Uh, we had waves of immigration, especially in like the 50s and 60s. We had heaps of Italians come over. And, you know, there's just been sort of waves of stuff. So Eurovision is sort of a coming home for some families too because it's a little bit of their culture that they're seeing on Australian television. Wow, great. I didn't realise there was such a rich history to Australia there and it obviously showcases why Eurovision is such a huge hit down down there. So (laughs) (laughs) It's made it much easier now because we have the live shows. So what actually happens... Eurovision week for us. Uh, We have the semi-final one live at 5am and all the diehards get up for that. And then semi-final two, all the diehards get up for that at five. And then, of course, the grand final at five. And then SBS will either stretch the semi-finals over the week so they'll do like a 7.30, 8.30 show so people can get together, have a couple of wines, eat some cheese, et cetera, et cetera. And then the Sunday is usually very, well, in our house especially, get up, watch it live, watch all the fallout on social media, <laughs> have a rest, get up and then do it all again. Relive it all again that night. night. (laughs) Yeah, so before that it was really hard and I distinctly remember the 2014 uh, contest when I didn't turn on anything. I didn't have the television on. I didn't have the radio on. I avoided social media. I was like, no, I'm going to watch this because there was no live. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm not going to be spoiled. I'm not going to be spoiled. And I sat down and I was so excited. And then a friend on Twitter sends me an innocent tweet. Isn't it amazing that Conchita won? We were halfway through the show. No. I was just like, I love you, but I could also kill you at the same time. (laughs) And I sent back. You know that I have been on a complete blackout (laughs) all day. And I think it was, yeah, it was like halfway through. I can't remember what um, number in the running order Conchita was, but it was like right in the middle of the show and she sends me just this innocent tweet. Isn't it amazing? And I just sort of went, oh. I want to kill you. (laughs) So after that, of course, we ended up, you know, having the lives from 2015 onwards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it does make it a little bit difficult if you want to have parties in the morning. Some people do have sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone will just camp out at each other's houses and then, you know, wear silly PJs or onesies or whatever <laughs> and and watch it in the morning, you know, with some champagne and, you yeah. know, whatever you've got, so croissants and all of that stuff. But I think we've got a bit of a privilege here that if you really want to get into Eurovision, you can really get into Eurovision and then watch six shows instead mm, of three. Exactly. Yeah. It's It's been a little bit hard uh, a, a couple of years because 
our Mother's Day is, is it the first or second? I should know this. Uh, first or second Sunday in May. And sometimes Eurovision falls on Mother's Day. Oh, no. And I have had to do the whole get up, watch Eurovision, have a nap, get up again, <laughs> do family stuff, try and have another nap and then get ready for the 7.30 show again. <laughs> so it's a little bit difficult. Just a little but, bit stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit stressful. <laughs> but, no, it's all good. You know, you do it for love. Like people think nothing of of getting up in the middle of the night to, to watch, you know, car racing or international exactly. cricket or, you know, football, whatever. You know, you just do it. If you're a fan, you get up. And I think it's the same thing for Eurovision here anyway, because we're just very competitive people here in Australia. <laughs> you touched on it there, uh, Danny, with the whole, you know, Australia finally getting to compete after all these years. So obviously back in 2015, mm. you were invited to compete as part of the 60th celebrations. And um, that's obviously become a permanent thing up until 2023, hopefully beyond as well. Uh, how did that feel as a fan? I know you touched on it briefly there, but how did that feel as a fan, you know, this contest that you've been watching for years as observers and now you're actually in it and you could actually win it. How was that? That must have been a very surreal experience. It was pretty wild. I think because in a way I feel that I'm a little bit late to the online fandom. Like the the people that I used to talk to about Eurovision, like in, in 2011, 2012, 2013, they would really only do the week and mm-hmm. that's it. And, you know, I hadn't found uh, the Australian fan club or anything like that by 2015, but I do remember um, those casual, you know, week viewers were really, really excited that we were finally getting a go. But we just assumed that it was going to be a one-off and that's it. And, you know, we were, we were pretty much, you know, happy with who we were sending. You know, we are like, yeah, guy Sebastian, you know, that's good. And the song's pretty good. And But that's it. We're not going to go back. That's, you know, it's, it's a one-off one one, one shot. And then, of course, coming fifth. And then, you know, sort of, well, would you like to come back in 2016? And we were like, you know, well, yeah. we could probably go again. And then, of course, coming second with Dami. So, mm. it, yeah, it was it was really it was really strange. It it sort of it did it. Okay, it was it was in it was more in, in okay in some aspects it was more exciting, but also more stressful. Yeah, and I think especially with last year when we ended our qualifying streak because Montaigne didn't make it out of the semi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grand final felt like a grand final that I would have watched in 2010 or whatever and just being a spectator and, you know, still being able to vote at least, but there wasn't that, oh, my God, where is Australia going to come? You're like, oh. And it, it felt kind of, you know, back to back to the old days. There's a lot of people... I think within the Australian fandom, even though they love Australia in it, they still yearn for, you know, the old days when you'd sort of pick a country. I would always go for the UK and then people would tell me that I was rubbish. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I was there. I was there cheering for Engelbert Humperdinck and I was there (laughs) cheering for Bonnie Tyler and, 
all of that stuff, you know, people are like, you're mad. But this, there was something really special about just picking a country and just going, yeah. that's going to be my country, you know. And then, of course, Australia joining, it was like, oh, goodness. But I still I still have a soft spot for the UK and Ireland, of course. Yeah, I was going to um, say, Danny, you have to pay, you have to support the Irish now. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, you know, killed, like, I, I think I, myself and Louise would have killed you there. Jason. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You would have been getting some very angry texts from Louise there. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's changed the dynamic of what happens in May here, that it's there's more of like an ownership of mm. it. And uh it, look, it's it's very different. But I'm I'm happy that Australia is there if something happens, you know, past 2023 and we just don't get invited back, we'll that's just all there is to it. Um, you know, I, I don't think we can um, rest on laurels and, and just assume that, you know, we're just going to keep staying in. You know, you never know what the EBU has in store for everybody. So This year, you were there at the Gold Coast right now for Australia Decides and it's back. We have 11 contestants. What are your thoughts on this year's lineup as a whole? It's sort of a, 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 well, I have to say, I have to say a mixed bag of sweets because I've been calling it a mixed bag of lollies because that's what they're called here. Oh, very I think (laughs) there's something for everyone in this 11. And this is the first time we've had 11 Mm -hmm. with um, Erica being the uh, TikTok wildcard. I think there's merit in every single song. Are they all my favourites? No, but, you know, art is subjective and I could turn around and say I don't like that and someone else would like that and you just have to respect that. But I really do think that there's a good chunk of them that would do very well at Eurovision. And Mm -hmm. looking at what's already out, I think Australia is giving just a different flavour to what everyone else has given. So... So far, you know, we could be we could be surprised by all the internals that are just going to spring up. Yeah. But there there are a few that I really really love, and any of those getting through, I'd be happy. We're allowed to pre-vote here on the Saturday afternoon, and I just won't do it because <laughs> I think I need to see it all packaged. Yeah. Uh, Having having the privilege of sitting in the media room for the jury show on Friday night will mean that the camera angles and stuff will make sense to me. And mm. then sitting in the arena on Saturday night. But I'm not voting until Saturday because, well, Saturday night, because I just... You can't tell. Like, you can have an amazing studio track and fall flat live or exactly. you can have a so-so song and then stage you know the hell out of it and it's amazing mm-hmm. so yeah I'm just reserving my judgment for all of them but yeah no I am playing favorites though <laughs> <laughs> so who would you be keeping an eye on who are you think like who do you think is the one to look out for on on, on the show so I've got I've got a top three. Oh, very nice. And they change order constantly, Mm -hmm. which is really starting to bug me when it comes (laughs) down to voting. I'm just going to be like, make a decision. I'm really, really excited that 
Jaguar Jones is back. She's our mm-hmm. first artist that has done Australia Decides before. So she knows, you know, what's what's going on there. And mm-hmm. she's had a very eventful couple of years, you know, having COVID and, and leading a very serious charge regarding the Me Too movement here in the Australian music industry. She's really grown and I think Little Fires does really express that growth. I still need to see the staging because from what we've seen from like the visualiser, um, I think there's a good basis for staging there, but I don't know if she's bringing the ropes to stage. Uh, another one, of course, is Voyager because mm-hmm. when I'm not listening to Eurovision, I'm listening to, you know, rock, new wave, punk, um, you know, all of that kind of genre. Um, Voyager's Dreamer just, first time I heard it, I fell in love with it. They've, I think they've tried at least once before, it could be twice, but I think it's once before to make it to Australia Decides and they ended up on the shortlist. So I'm very excited for them. I think every person who lives in Perth WA is voting for them because they're the local team. (laughs) I think a rock moment would be good because really the only rock we're being offered right now is Bulgaria. I'm not going to knock Bulgaria. I don't mind it. It's fine. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Voyager being sent for us would really stand out, especially how the semifinal is uh, shaping up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my other one is Sheldon Riley. And I'm I'm not a huge watcher of talent shows. It's mm-hmm. never really been my thing. Um, you know, we've had Australian Idol, we have X Factor, we have all of that stuff. Um, He's came from The Voice, hasn't I, he? Yeah, so I knew, I knew his name. I knew the kind of styling he does and I thought, oh, this is interesting. But it wasn't until he was actually selected that I went back and listened to a few of his things and watched some of his performances and all of that stuff and I just thought, wow, okay, well, this this is something. And even though, like, I listen to, you know, rock and punk, I do have a special case for a ballad. Mm-hmm. And I think I think not the same is a very personal story. And if we're seeing those little photos floating around social media that we're having a big dress moment, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. So they're my top three. Um, I'm very excited also to see Paulini because, of course, Paulini is um, an Australian Idol alum. So she's got an amazing voice. She's going to be great. Um, a lot of my international friends are loving Charlie. So yeah, I'm so very to... interested to see how how that will go on stage. I have to confess um, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I'm kind of like, am I sleeping on Charlie? I don't know. Like, is there something about, you know, sick of being lonely that's just not hitting me yet? And if it hits me on Saturday night, I'll be voting for it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we've got Isaiah back and I really love Evie. I wish Evie had her own song, but 
it's nice to have a duet. We've never had a duet before at Australian mm. Science. So that's, you know, that's cool. And then, you know, you've got Sean running around with his body and yeah. and uh, and a TikTok star. Have I got everybody? I think I have. Am I missing anyone? Now I'm panicking. Jude York. Is that 11? Jude York and G-Nation, just to mention as well. But yeah, I think oh, yeah, G-Nation. No, see, see, I'm seeing a lot of international buzz for G-Nation. It's just not my bag. I need to see the staging for this one. Yeah. Um, Everyone keeps telling me how amazing they are live. So maybe it is one of those songs that I'm just kind of like, eh. But then when I see it live, I might really love it. And yeah, Jude York has got a stunning voice mm. and, you know, really excited to see what he does, you know, with his three minutes. So it's going to be a very, very interesting selection. I think... The jury's going to hold a lot of power, um, which will probably see songs like Jude's go a little bit higher. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Like, it's exciting you know, times. We, can, we can look at all the bookies and all that stuff and they can be wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> Could be someone completely outside of the, of the bookies' favourites. You never know. Oh, I know. It, it could be anything, really. I just, <laughs> just like, oh, I'm just... <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting show and we're going to have um, Montaigne come back and Kano, of course, are here yes. for the second round. If you have to call it, Danny, who do you think is going to be Australia's representative this year, if you have to call it? Sheldon. I'm going with Sheldon and I, I feel I feel dirty because I'm going for, <laughs> you know, what the bookies have said. But there is there is something about that song and there is something about... The stage presence and you know those little kind of cracks in his voice because you can you can tell that it's a very emotional song. I think it'll probably win um, most people over, but you know we'll just we're just going to have to see because you know the funny thing is when you live in the bubble, you think you know. No, no, that's fine. That's that's gonna that's going to qualify or that's going to win that selection or I've listened to that 15 times, people are going to vote for that. But you still have to bear in mind that there's going to be people that just turn on the television, have no idea whatever sticks in their head at the end of the, you know, 10 or 11, they're going to vote for it. So I could be completely wrong. You know, you need to, you, you know, I think we all need to remember that, you know, the locals do play a very large role in uh, in shaping a a Eurovision song contest or a Eurovision national final or anything like that. Have to ask you about Eurovision 2022 as a whole. So how are you feeling about this year? We've got 19 songs, I believe. How do you think? Like, how do you think 2022 is lining up versus other years so far? I think we have 19 good songs, and I'm going to say that there's ones higher than good but I'm not going to go any lower than good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Bulgaria gets a lot of flack, but, you know, you have to remember I'm Gen X. Uh, I remember that, that kind of rock on the radio. Yeah. So I'm not going to dismiss that. Is it going to qualify? Probably not. <laughs> but my top 10 at the moment is a complete mess. Um, I'm loving Italy. I'm loving Spain. Uh 
even San Marino has crept up for me. <laughs> I think that's probably a punk rock thing that's shining through. You can't really help that. Um, Czech Republic, uh, first time I heard that, it blew me away. There's something that I'm still kind of needing to see more from. One of them, of course, is um, Brooke from uh, Ireland. Mm-hmm. I love the song. I love the lyrics. I think, you know, we need to kind of tidy that up a bit, but that's in my 10. It's in my 10. I think it's great. The lyrics absolutely kill me because it's it's one of those, you know, go away, go away, yeah. stupid boy songs. I like those. <laughs> um, but, like, I didn't think I would like Norway at all and I've fallen in love with it. I don't mind Latvia. I love Lithuania. It's really throwing me a curveball this year because it really is expect the unexpected with some of these selections (laughs) and some of these national finals because, you know, I, I, I try not to watch a lot of national finals because I'm always a bit concerned about being bitterly disappointed. Mm. And the two that I did watch or that I actually listened, I did watch the Moldovan national final and that was an experience. I was was Um, just going to (laughs) say. That was an experience. I watched them all. I don't know what I was thinking. I think it finished at like half past two, 3 a.m. I don't know. But that was a foregone conclusion. We all knew that was going to win. Yeah. And, you know, going through the Polish songs, like even though I loved Daria's Paranoia, Mm -hmm. I'm really, really glad that the river won. Mm -hmm. Um, Now listening to him serving it live, I'm just blown away. So, of course, that's gone. That's gone pretty high in my list too. But we've got so many many left yeah we're only halfway through like, really. yeah we've we've still got so many we've got some countries that haven't even given us dates like they're just going to randomly just drop a song on us mm-hmm. and we just won't know what to do with ourselves <laughs> this weekend you know we've we've got melfest and there's some favorites coming through in heat four yeah. You know, and there's there's us and there's uh, Finland happening. Yeah. There's just some really, you know, amazing stuff coming, I think. And I think after, like, some revamps, like, you know, Desperate for Albania to see what Albania brings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know when that's happening, but the anticipation <laughs> is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> the little teasers are killing me. <laughs> I loved the original. Um so, yeah, but, like, I, I find ranking stuff really, really difficult because I see merit in everything. I don't know if it's from being an artist myself or being an art teacher or whatever, hmm. uh, just seeing something and going, no, there's value there. Um, might not be everyone's, you know, cup of tea, but there is value there. And I think once we get all the songs then, then it will get real and, you know, all of the revamps and all of that stuff happens. But I think we're on a solid start. I think it's a solid start. It's not probably a fantastic start, but it's solid. Yeah. At least it's not a bad start. 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like a lot of a lot of buzz on social media, like this is such a terrible year. And I'm just like, yeah, but um, it's not. <laughs> at least, at least they're getting a chance because you know, I I still feel badly for all the 2020 songs that yeah, never didn't got to go it. anywhere, you know. So it, you know, it is it is a privilege for them to actually be heading to a contest when we had artists that just didn't end up going. Yeah. Or maybe so, yeah, you know, but it should be very interesting. Um, I'm just looking forward because we we usually have pre-parties here mm-hmm. with the fan club. So they'll, once all the songs are out, so like April, um, mid-April, we usually have a party. So I'm really looking forward to that. And That'd just see what, what people are, are amped about. And then, of course, the contest in May. So... It's going to be upon us very quickly. Yeah, it will fly by once all the songs are released and bring yeah. it on, I say. Bring and then it it'll on. all be over again. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's that post-Eurovision depression season again. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But look, you know, I, I think we just have to appreciate what we've got because, you know, we never know what's going to happen with, with what's been happening in world news even today. You mm. just don't know. Uh, what's going to happen so just you know just appreciate the art that's being pumped out and you know if you don't like it just don't listen to it it's all good no no one's feelings are going to be hurt you know (laughs) exactly exactly um before i let you go i need to touch on obviously last year's eurovision experience of a press room and you were i think fan favorite i think fans loved the live streams from eurovision hub and the dedication oh. that you had to getting up early and experiencing it through the night and the joys of live streaming for four hours or whatever it was. How was that experience? Because obviously it was, it was new for was, everyone, but it, it must have been fun. very strange. <laughs> so I I was um, very blessed to uh, do press in 2019 mm-hmm. on the ground and that was my first ever Eurovision. Oh wow! So, yeah, it was, it was mad. But you know, even though that was great, I did really, really like uh, the online aspect of the press center last year. And of course, you know, all the all the emails have gone out, and they are doing another online press center again yeah. this year, which I think is a really, really good um, plan because. We've got we've got house renovations to do, so we're not going to Turin. Yeah. But last year was so much fun. And my my accreditation actually came through OGA Australia because I was on their committee. I'm no longer on the committee, but I was last year. Mm-hmm. So not only was I doing the live streams for Hub, but I was writing blogs for fan club and doing all their social media at the same time. <laughs> and it, on. Was quite, it was quite an intense couple of weeks. And I also unfortunately had a sick cat at the same time. Yes. So I was happy that I could stay home, spend time with her, but also, you know, have Eurovision to try and, 
you know, keep me from getting too bogged down and and yeah. having a sick animal and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really really fun, and you know, I have I have a lot of fond memories of. Well, I don't think Mark has fond memories of me giggling because we had the uh, <laughs> the top five and host video, and I think I started that at midnight my time. Mm-hmm. And we're all just giggling and being silly. And I think I got to bed at like 4, 4.30 <laughs> and he was kind of like, could you just stop? And I'm like, I can't help it because I think I was, I was on with Lou. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's all chaos. <laughs> you know, my, my Eurovision daughter, you know, you can't <laughs> leave us alone for a second, uh, <laughs> but it was really great fun. And I hope, I hope like, I, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening with hub this year, but I hope that there will be some online stuff again, regardless mm. of who's going or whatever, because I think, I don't know, it was like bringing it home to people. Yeah, I was just going to so say. Even, yeah, even if you couldn't go, you could still be involved. Exactly. And, you know, kudos to the people that actually travelled to Rotterdam to mm-hmm. do, you know, on-site press because there was no way I was getting on a plane and we couldn't even leave. Yeah. We were trapped in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Locked away. They're they're finally, they're finally starting to lift that now. So you can, you can actually leave. Um, But yeah, look, I, I think moving on that there should be an aspect of online press anyway. Mm. I think, you know, it, it means that, for whatever reason you can't travel or you won't travel, you can still um, still do content and still feel a part of something. And I think that's really important because that's what Eurovision's about. You know, it's it's being part of something. So, you know, but it was it was great fun last year. Um, I had a lot of memes made of me. I had gifts <laughs> made of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're just too good, Danny. You're just too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really difficult this weekend because we still have masks up here. Yeah. And, so. you know, I, I, I really wanted to, to do the Australian reaction while I was up here for Hub, but we still have to be in masks. And I'm just like, oh, I can't pull faces if I've got my mask on. <laughs> so I think I'll wait until I get home and record it. Yeah. Then it, you know, I'll have the DVD wall and and all of that stuff. So the classic, the classic background. Yes. Oh, classic. it was. You know, the the planning of that when we were moving house, whoo, <laughs> it had to be done really early. So it was all all ready for those videos to come in. So <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have you couldn't have got rid of it. People would have been absolutely fuming if that had happened. <laughs> well, that's right. Like if if I even move, if I move any of those box sets now, I think I'll, I'll get feedback. I think. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining me um, on the show. So Australia decides will be taking part. Uh, will be taking place this Saturday, the twenty sixth of February. You can catch it live at nine thirty a.m. Irish time. That's ten thirty Central Eastern European time. Danny, I know there's a couple of time zones in Australia. What's the scheduling for Australia? Okay, so here in Queensland, they don't do uh, daylight savings because of cows and faded curtains. So nice. local time, it'll be half past seven. Uh, the rest of the east coast of Australia will be half past eight. And then, you know, moving all the way through 
So just check all your local guides if you are watching from Australia. Uh, but it's going to be an absolute massive show. It certainly will. Well, Danny, thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the Gold Coast and try not to get too stressed and, and, and you know, bogged down with the favourites. <laughs> just take it all in. Take it all in. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Thank you. Oh, what a great interview. There I you have, folks. Straight from Danny herself. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should get into the song. Yes. So we're going to kick the, things off. This is um, Danny's prediction yeah, for the her, winner. Her favourites. Her favourite. Her favourite, she said. She was agreeing with the bookies. Mm-hmm. This is Sheldon Riley's song for Australia Decides. It's called Not the Same. He is. Uh, he was a participant on The Voice Australia. Um, and he is now coming for Eurovision. He is a big fan of the contest. Um, he's talked about his influences such mm-hmm. as Euphoria yeah. and everything under the sun with Eurovision. But yeah, we I agree to- with him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favourite. I already love him. <laughs> we should take a listen to the song now. So this is Sheldon Riley, not the same, taking part in Eurovision Australia Decides this Saturday. Here we go. I was told at six years old They'd afford me if my heart was cold Found it hard to talk and speak my mind They never like the things that I would like Cause you're told to play but you're not the same As the other kids playing the same game Try to jump on in but they push away so far away I'm not the same, no tried and tried My father asked me if today I smiled I said yes I did but that's a lie Oh I always tell those lies Then you run and hide, hide the break inside Do you realise that the light shines bright?
get the vibe, I'm dangerous. Are you keeping up with me? I like the games we're playing. You're headed to the VIP. You know that I was trouble the minute I got in the room. I'm like the boy you rumble, make your heart go boom, boom, boom. Close show her. Come on now, don't be shy. Right here, right now. I'm turning you up. Money back. Come get one slice, keep it coming back. Don't you be afraid. No, don't you be afraid. That 24 piece ain't enough for me. Oh, I'm so sweet, I'm a luxury. Love that brings the heat. Don't like it, you can buy me. Bite Me G Nation. That's another one of the entries. It's it's like a mixture between Little Mix and K-pop. I was actually, this is my first time I heard it. I was actually sitting there talking to Connor being like, oh my God, this is a K-pop song. Oh my God, it's a K-pop song. <laughs> I'm a huge K-pop fan as well. It's very K-pop, very Little Mix kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, the way they well. did like the harmonies and stuff, that's such like a Little Mix. Their voices mm. work amazing together. You can see the staging as well for this as well. Literally, you can see them all like standing there. I can see all, the, Doing I can all their see dance this. this would be very good. I'm yeah. excited to see this. Dark Horse, I think. Dark yeah. Horse, they definitely. They were on um, Australia's The Voice, weren't they? I think. Uh, they were on one of those talent shows. It like, is, as Danny said, on, they I have, have everything. <laughs> it is. Australia, The Voice. That's the Voice. Yeah, I really like that. It's very different from the previous song, which was not the same, Sheldon Riley, mm. which is... Very high-impact yeah. ballad. And it's kinda, it kind of reminded me a bit of Arcane in the way that the, like, the backing track was so like powerful. It was like, boom. I did, the lyrics, for me, personally, I could have done with a bit, bit more. But bit the repetitive. song, it was a bit repetitive. And like it was a bit kind of... 
it could have been a bit more lyrical. I know yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? He was just a bit like, more like lyrical context. Exactly. There. It was very just matter of fact. Like it was like, I said same. this, but I lied. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's very good. I did really enjoy that. The staging for this is meant to be very, very cool as well. He has a big dress on kind of going <gasps> for like a stony 2018 vibes, but without oh the projection, but protection, without the pro- projection. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a okay. that's a completely different <laughs> song. different topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we should um, carry on now. So what's our next song, Ava? Our next song, this um, comes You from Shall a- Reckon. Oh, yeah, that's what we were going to say. I was going to say, you shall recognize this person from, oh, what year is it? 20, 2019, 2019, Australia decides. Pre-COVID. This oh, no, 2020, sorry, 2020. Yeah, it's pre-COVID, sorry, it's, or during COVID. Mm. Um, we played one of their songs before, actually, during our request weeks, one of you guys asked, because I actually, this is the first time I heard that, and I actually been listening to their music since. This is Jaguar Jones with Little Fires. I'm excited to hear this. Here we go. Here we go. Keeping quiet in the dark always was the hardest part. Felt like nobody believed Thinking I was all alone In this battle on my own Cause I couldn't say Little fires all around Still alive but underground We can fan these flames Like the corners of your heart Told me no one would believe Thought that you were in control And you'd never take a fall But you couldn't say little
I just have some pictures and I hate all your pictures、oh, Forever finally felt like common sense I wish I knew then how the story ended Fourth time I've been without you It's been a drive without you You think I'm used to being lonely Still feel so much. Oh, these stupid boys, they can't fill your void.、Oh, they make me laugh, they make me numb. They turn around and give me up. They keep it light. It's like I'm not enough for anyone. And I wish you had a rough now, but that speaks more of me. And I wish you'd try to reach out, but it's me. Charlie with "Suck at Being Lonely." What a song! It's so beautiful. I was saying, Connor, it reminds me of、uh, Madison Beer. Yeah, her song "Selfish." As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Whoa!" It's such a good song. I love it、yeah. so much. I really that would be like my like pick for the winner.、Yeah. But like, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see. Yes, we'll have to see. So that that's is the, that's the thing I've noticed listening to, to national finals this year is that I have loads of favorites from them, but then they don't get through. Then they don't、I'm、get through. Really it's like that's the joys of national、like、finals. I know we were talking、joys. about. <laughs> That's what we were talking about last week. It was like you, this was like your first year、mm. properly getting into national finals, yeah,、exactly. and now it's like your experience and like oh your favorite thing, <laughs> your experience of pain. What have you done to me? <laughs>、oh. um, so yes, that was I took a beat. Lonely before that was Little Fires. I I like that. I prefer Rabbit Hole, but I did like that. I,、mm. I do. It's very different to. I think similar with Rabbit Hole staging. Jaguar seems to get like. Staging really, really good. She does, yeah. Like very on point. So I'll be interested to see how she does. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this. Yeah. So、um, we obviously had four songs from Australia decides there. Sheldon Riley is currently the favorite for with the bookies with a 57% winning chance, which is huge.、Um, another song, Voyager Dreamer, that we didn't play, but that is one of the favorites.、Um, 
That was second favourite with the bookies. And then Charlie in third. G Nation in fourth. Jaguar Jones in fifth. And then the rest are kind of shared amongst 3%. Yeah. So very interesting uh-huh. show ahead on Saturday morning yes. for us. So who's your favourite so far? So I suck at being Lonely Charlie or do you have... Mm, I say... Is this a tough question? Mm, I know my favourite. No, I, I say first. Charlie, I suck at being Lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm G Nation all the way here. Are you? Go on your K-pop My K-pop k-pop how I'll, I'll just i'll do like a choreography for it then i'll send it to them like this is how you do it this is how you do it <laughs> this is how you stage this song um yeah. i did like not the same as well it's, it's a very tricky they're all very different mm. it's hard to it's it's hard to call it but the, that's yeah. the joy with australia i don't think until the show mm-hmm. like every single year we always have that one song like i remember um vanessa amorosi in 2020 she mm-hmm. was the favorite going into it and then and all of a sudden montaine came exactly, in out yeah. of it she was one of the favorites too but she took a just completely like completely sick. same with Kate Miller Heidke as well with Zero Gravity as well like that oh, came yeah. out that came out of nowhere as well that. so I'm glad it did though I loved that oh, such that staging oh my god and her, wo- her vocals I was like <laughs> I can't do it I'm not gonna do it it's not like a fucking dolphin I just love that staging concept of like I won't <laughs> I say it but you know what I'm thinking you know what I'm thinking I know the exactly in there. yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. Got it off. Um, but yeah, we're moving on to Finland now. We are way over time on Australia, but we will talk for uh, with Finland. Yeah. We'll talk with Finland I'm for the so rest of the show. Um, UMK is, of course, taking place on Saturday night as well. And we've got seven songs competing um, that night. We've got some lined up. We'll try and get through them all mm-hmm. as much as we can. But we'll kick it off first with Olivia. You say oh, the name? <laughs> Olivera. 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 Thank God I'm an atheist. It's so sweet The way they're seeing me It's the worst kind of evil When everybody thinks it's good And I know That I am the one to blame For this thing When they're sharp and the knives They would never ever have to play with gasoline
That was Ram Pam Bam with Bess. I, I actually really like that. Sorry, Connor. Little devil. Just that, that ending was a bit... Mm, <laughs> it was a bit... A bit on the raunchy side <laughs> from my liking. Thank you very much. <laughs> he tried to make me laugh just as he turned my mic on. I was like, damn it, Connor, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Anyways, I besides the ending, I really liked that. Yeah, it was a good song. Good it song. was. It's very like a... I could, like, it's just like a poppy dance song. I could see myself dancing to that. Um, before that was Thank God. I <laughs> Although you were like short intro and then sorry, lost yeah, it. I lost the plot. Okay, no, yeah, I was saying that. I think I made sense very much like she's singing in cursive. You know, like yeah, thing. I thought it was very funny. Ava's ruined that song for yeah. me. Yeah, sorry, Connor. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on. We have no time left because I keep talking. So coming up next is Jezebel with the Rasmus. This is all the way around.
The Rasmus with Jezebel. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not awake, guys. <laughs> okay, take two. Coming up next is The Rasmus with Jezebel. Um, it's kind of like a rocky kind of song. And then after that, we have Hurricane with Cyan Kicks. So let's do this. Here we go. Put your face on Game set A killer shocking heels I'm just The first shot on your hit list High kicks A predator on wheels Woke up With bruises on my body Hands tied Like Jesus on the cross Your name's And lipstick on the You're fine. 
that was Hurricane with Cyan Kicks. Uh, I like that one so far. I think that's kind of it's one of my favorites for Finland. Yeah, very. You can tell Finland are going back down the rock route this they are year, definitely. definitely. With the it always suits them. I always loved it. They're always mad yeah. crazy and stuff. Sure, they did like so well with Telebo yeah. last Sorry, year. Sorry, my so. stomach just rumbled. I didn't pick up on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, before we do our track of the week, we would like to talk on a more serious note of a. Um, very sad and pressing topic that has come up uh, just today even. Um, so, of course, we have all heard the news of Russia invading Ukraine. It is awful. The situation is just terrible. And the fact that the um, Eurovision, or the EBU, have decided that they can still compete Russia, um, I think it's appalling. We should definitely be standing with Ukraine in this situation. Definitely. And me and Conor would like to say that we will not be previewing any of Russia's songs, just so you know our stance in this situation. It's just... We were saying earlier, like, the Eurovision is about peace and, like, love. And, like, it came together after the Second World War. Just because, all again, it's kind of the, the values of the contest. Mm-hmm. And we feel that, it you know... It just goes against the whole... The, yeah, the whole principle of it. We mm-hmm. just feel that, you know, having a country compete in a contest which was founded on peace and love and bringing people together through music and having a country that is doing the complete opposite... Exactly. is not right and, and just we acting hope. as if nothing's wrong like going to put a musician on stage when literally there are people exactly. dying and like being evicted from their houses innocent just, people like, that you know don't deserve this and mm-hmm. I, I see so many Instagram posts today with you know people who were in Kiev for Eurovision in 2017 yeah. and just to think now what four or five years later the, that, the that this destruction is the that's happening yeah. and we I think Ava you agree that we both send our prayers and love to everyone in Ukraine at the moment of course and, yes, definitely um, hopefully that you know, better days will come and, mm-hmm. you know, the light will shine again on Ukraine at some stage and yes. um, hopefully things d- don't go too long and t- this gets sorted out no, as quick as possible. of course, yes. But yeah, we just wanted to preface that and we'll be posting some stuff on our uh, on our Instagram, some updates on the situation and mm-hmm. there's definitely some petitions up and all to, to remove Russia or to, to suspend them yeah. um, and from the like broadcasting union and they will not be able to compete this year. I think and we hope the, the EBUC sense and that, you know, I think I know. a lot of drama. They lost sense to themselves. Like, yeah. this is, it's just, it's ridiculous. They go against, it's just, oh. The whole situation with Belarus last year as well. Oh they took gosh. action there and I think this is the same situation there. Exactly. they same, should be like, taking a similar stance to that. But um, that is our thoughts on the whole Ukraine and mm-hmm. Russia situation. So we will keep you updated, of course, uh, next week if there's any mm-hmm. updates on Russia's participation or even Ukraine, you know, obviously they're more important things than the Eurovision Song Contest so um, yeah so um, yeah so we're going to go into our track of the week now it is Norway's entry for the Eurovision Song Contest (laughs) Ava what is it? It is the Wolfer with Give That Wolf a Banana I love this song it's just cracked oh my god Eurovision Weekly Track of the Week Not sure I told you but I really like your teeth That hairy coat of yours with nothing underneath Not sure you have a name so I will call you Keith See where you're going but I don't know where you've been Is that saliva or blood dripping off your chin? If you don't like the name Keith, I'ma call you Jim And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Give that wolf.
Give That Wolf a Banana, Norway's entry for the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 and our track of the week for this week's show. Um, we are way over time uh, on this week's show, but a big thank you to everyone for tuning in. A big thank you also to Danny Tregnogging for joining us live from the Gold Coast to preview this weekend's exciting Australia to Sight. Hopefully you enjoy UMK also in the evening. It's kind of like a Eurovision day nearly with Australia decides in the morning and then UMK at night and then obviously Melody Festival and everything else happening it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks as we were saying earlier but thank you so much for tuning in Ava will be back next Thursday night uh, live on Belfield FM from 7 o'clock I will be going to see Barbara Pravi so Ava will be holding the fort for next week but she will be bringing you another exciting show with um, of course next Saturday we also have another Super Saturday with about 5 or 6 national finals taking place so she will be previewing them as usual here on your Vision Weekly so do tune in from 7 o'clock um, but once again thank you so much for tuning in if you want to get in contact with us and follow us on social media you can do that we are on Twitter at Euroweekly UCD Instagram is at Eurovision Weekly and you can email us, email us Eurovisionweekly at gmail.com but from myself and Ava have a lovely week enjoy the weekend's national finals and we shall see you next week take care and good night Listen live on Belfield FM, Thursdays at 7pm, or listen whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. Eurovision Weekly.